0: Hey, it's Jermichael Jordan, and I want to welcome you back to Decoded. Decoded. Welcome back. Welcome back to Decoded. Listen, man, I am so excited that you are here again with us. We're back on live. We're back in the studio. And uh, today is going to be very, very special because we have a very special guest. And uh, this guest right here that I have on this podcast today is today is no stranger to me. And I believe by the end of this conversation, she will not be a stranger to you Cause we finna get all in her business. She finna just give us all the real juice and just talk to us. And I do believe that you really, really gonna enjoy her, and you're really gonna be inspired by her story. You're gonna be inspired by her work ethic, her motivation. And I am speaking of none other than Miss Tierra Stevens. Is it Stevens or Stephens? I can. I've never pronounced it right. Stevens. You had had it right. Oh man! (laughs) Stop wobbling. Tierra Stevens. Um, Yes. Yeah, thank you. Welcome to Decoded.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: For sure, for sure. Um, a lot of people don't know this, so I'm going to fill them in, um, just how we know each other and how we met. Um, I've been knowing Tierra, probably one of the, I probably know her probably longer than many people, because we were mm-hmm. the same daycare, we grew up in the same mm-hmm. city, same yep. people. And so uh, just to see you today, almost 30 some years later, it's awesome. <laughs> is awesome I mean, you have truly grown truly inspiring so many people and uh i just can't wait for the world to get to know who tiara is so give yourself
2: a, yeah. hand. Give yourself a hand. thank you a hand. <laughs> <laughs> so thank
0: you. i'm gonna give you the opportunity i want to know who is tiara who is tiara well
1: i guess um i'm just starting to figure out who Tierra is, too. So, But um, first, I am a child of God. I am a wife. I am a mother. I am a caregiver. And all of the above, I wear many hats. I am a support group leader of a caregiver support group. So um, I just wear many hats, just living day by day, trying to figure out every day who I am. So
2: that's what I, who I am.
0: For sure, and I purposely let you go first because I knew you was gonna be uh-huh. humble like that. So I'm gonna just roll off who you are. Can <laughs> I do that? Since you didn't do it, T. Right. <laughs> Era is the CEO of Smiling Tears Support Group. She is the ideator of Syndrome Collection, and she yes. is the co-founder of Living Out Loud. This uh-huh. is just a small piece of who you are and what you do, and I just admire just how uh, humble you are and how you know, just low key you are, but you're a go-getter, you're a go-getter, you are one of those people who, um, if you need some motivation, you need to be inspired, all you got to do is follow her, and I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that a little bit later, Um, but I want to get into just the the essence of you, one of the things that you said is that I asked you who you were, and you said you were in the process of figuring that out, Um, Uh I don't know if you follow this show as much as we, we post and the things that we do, but that's what this show is all about, it's called Decoded. It's about discovering who you are. It's about discovering who God created you to be. And one of the things that I realize is that, especially those who are our age, even younger, even older, we can live our life every single day and we still don't know who we are. We live in, in such a rat race type of world to where we're constantly distracted. We're constantly pulled in so many different directions. And most of the times those directions are that we're pulled in are in places that people want us to be, or they're pulling on us for what they need us for. And because we get so caught in the hustle and bustle, we never really get to the meat of who we are, what makes us tick, what makes us happy, what keeps us fulfilled. I know for me, and I know for a lot of our listeners, that's exactly where they are today. They're trying to figure out who they are. They have an idea, but that mission and that purpose constantly, constantly rings inside of our ear. Just share with us a little bit about your story where you from and just anything else you want us to share. You want to share.
1: Okay. Uh, well, I'm from Fort Wayne, Indiana, um, and I'm still currently living in Fort Wayne, Indiana right now. I have a, sorry, a 13 year old daughter wow. and I got married to her dad in 2016. And on September 3rd of 26, 2016, we was together 12 years. So we got married on our 12 year, Anniversary of just dating each other on and off. So, got married um, September 3rd, 2016. February 17th, what, 1567? About two days, yeah, after my birthday. I went to Vegas with like a couple of my friends. Went down to Vegas, you know, to celebrate my 30th birthday. I got down there. We got to our room, got settled in. Um, my husband called me for on uh, his break because he always called me on his lunch breaks, and he called me on his lunch break, and so, you know, we just talking, just having regular conversation, get off the phone, not even like 30 minutes later, his brother had called my phone, and I'm just looking at the phone like, why is he calling me? Because he never, his brother never calls me, so I'm just looking at the phone like, why is he calling me? So I end up picking up the phone, and I'm just like, hello, and he like, jail just been in a work accident and he just paused didn't say anything else and so i'm like is he okay and he didn't say anything so i just instantly just threw my phone yes. yelled screamed got down on my knees because in my mind i'm just thinking of worst because he's not telling me anything so My friend got on the phone with them and was just like, you know, what's going on? And all he kept saying was he was in a work accident and would not say anything else. So finally, the hospital called me and let me know, you know, your husband been in a work accident and he is paralyzed from the chest down. So let me tell you, this is five months after the wedding.
2: Wow.
1: You know, so when I say we got put to the test quick, we got put to the test quick. You know, through better, through worse, through sickness and through health, all that. We went through that test really fast. I got back on a plane and I was out. So I went in Vegas even a whole 12 hours before I had to fly back out, back to Fort Wayne to go to the hospital to be with my husband and be by his side. So that's a little bit of my story on how I became a caregiver how I started my support group.
0: Hold on, before you before you go there because I don't I don't want okay. to speed past that because that was so much uh, to process and yeah. um, and I know that story is deeper than just that, right? Um, mm-hmm. Can you take me back cuz y'all have been together for 12 years. 12, 12 years. years. And I'm I'm, I'm 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 I don't know I was in your relationship but I'm pretty sure I've been in relationships before. That when you've been with someone that long, you build history. You have a rapport. I mean, y'all almost like family already. <clears throat> you know they family. They family know your family. And so the only thing now left to do is put a ring on it. But uh-huh. during that time, you know, when you're dating, you're planning your future. Uh-huh. You're planning what it's going to be like when we get married, what it's going to be like raising children. Um, the, the first few years of your marriage is really about discovery. Because day and yeah. marriage is something totally different. And so I would even just uh-huh. say from my marriage, like I would say probably the first two to three years was the roughest. Yes. It was it's hard. You gotta relearn a person, you're living with a person, you're just trying to figure out what makes that person tick and how to communicate. But then add another element of, okay, now we're taking on marriage responsibilities. I'm still learning you, the marriage, the husband side of you. And then five months in, everything that we plan, everything that we dreamed, the trips we wanted to take immediately, whatever we want to do, that's put on pause. How did that affect
1: you? Oh my gosh. It messed, it messed with my mental a lot, especially when we did not get to experience even a full year of being a normal married couple. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We didn't get to experience, we didn't even get to experience our first vacation, real vacation yeah. together where my husband is carrying my bags, walking with me through the airport. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We, we didn't get, get to experience none of, none of that. And so I could say I felt a little bit of bitterness, maybe if I seen other couples that was able to do that because I didn't never get to get that experience. So here I am, I'm a wife. I have the husband, but I don't have him in the way that other people have their husband. You see what I'm saying? You know, so I can say, I felt sad. I felt bitter. I felt alone. I felt like nobody understood where I was at. Um, nobody, you know,
2: nobody understood me.
0: I can't begin to imagine. I really can't yeah. begin to imagine. And um, one of the things that I do know, and, and I talk about it a lot in the podcast and other things that I do, is that a lot of times we find ourselves in a place of darkness or, or valley experience, to where we we get into this place where we're trying to figure out God. Why would you even allow this? Like, I try to do right. I have a good heart. I treat people right. which I do what I'm supposed to do. I pray for people. I do. I try to do the best that I can to live right. And then you allow this to happen to me at this age. You know what I mean? And then I'm going to be honest. When I, when I used to go through things, I would look at other people who I know probably wasn't at the level spiritually or faith wise that I was. And I would look at them and say, but they prospering or don't nothing seem to be wrong in their life. Why would you do this to me? And it took me a very, very long time to realize like, His plans are not our plans. And so I just want to know did you have that moment to where you was like, I'm gonna be honest, mad at God. Right? Really upset because Uh it just doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, I definitely did. I thought, like, what did I do? Did I do something wrong? Because I'm not gonna lie, like before before all of this happened, I used to get irritated with my husband because he would be out mm-hmm. all the time in the clubs and the bars, you know, doing you know doing him. So I was get I would get irritated and mad at him. And so now I'm in this situation where I'm like, God, did it is it something that I did? Was I just not grateful? Was I was I just um, nagging him too much? Is this why this happened? Why did this happen? Like, is it something I did wrong? You know, so I did go. Through a time like that, and I felt like, why why me? Why why did this happen to me? But the more, the older I get, and the more knowledge and wisdom I get, the more I hear God so clearly saying, this had to happen because this is so much bigger than you. It's so much bigger than you. You are about to help so many people that have been what you have uh, went through and did not know where to go, what resources, where to get the resources from. You are about to help so many people that is about to go through what you are going through that that's going to need to know, where do I go to get help? Where do I, who, who can I turn to that been through this situation that made it out, that, made, that got through it? So I had to put it in my mind, Tira, this is so much bigger than you. This right. is beyond you. So this had to happen. Because you had to help the people that's about to go through what you're going through or have been through what you have
2: been through.
0: You hit the nail on the head. You A lot of, time, a lot of times we ask, God, why me? And God is like, why not you? Yeah. Why not you? I know you. I chose yeah. you. I made you. I know your inner workings. And I know that the, the scripture even tells us that he'll never put more on us than we can bear. And sometimes that it feels unbearable, yeah. but he like, nah, you can do it. And so I admire so much how you were able to take what you went through and experience that you're still having. It ain't over. Like this is this is lifetime for you, right? Yeah. Your life had to adjust. You have a daughter, and so can you. How was that experience for her? Do you believe is she still dealing with it? Is she
1: Um, my baby, she's just so strong. Like you just wouldn't think anything, you know, she just, she just a happy kid, you know what I mean, so it's just like, she handles it well, and sometimes your kids handle things so much better than what you would, you know, what you do, you know what I mean, so she, she handled things so well she helps me out you know when i'm feeling tired when i'm feeling like overwhelmed she like and she know when i'm feeling tired i could come in and don't have to say nothing mommy what's wrong i'm just tired well what you need help with you know what i mean um she helped my husband out whenever he need you know whenever he need anything so she, she she handling it well you know what i mean we got dealt these cards and it's like we're we're just we're handling it yeah you know so she 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 doing good i'm proud of her i'm so proud of her
0: <laughs> i love it i love that and um uh, and i'll say this too um uh, i've realized through years of maturity and wisdom and just living life i realized that what we go through ain't even for us like you said it is about that daughter of yours you don't know the impact that you're making by her to be able to see this type of environment to see you get through and manage the experiences that you're having to see how strong mommy is, because we don't know what her future is, right? We know what she want to do at this point. I knew what I wanted to do. You knew what you wanted to do. But the truth of the matter is, God is always working ahead of time, and he's preparing her for something Uh as well. And so um, that's always been my motivation, even when I'm going through, when I'm having struggles. I don't hide anything from my sons. I know they're still young, but even in the plan, my plan is to never hide anything from them. I want them to see daddy confused sometimes i want them to see daddy Mm. upset and angry sometimes i want them Mm -hmm. to see daddy what it means to be forgiving and loving and caring and had a tough skin because let's be honest in this world it ain't easy it ain't easy and you gotta be able you gotta be able to have an example of what it is to get to the next level right so i believe and this is what my father used to tell me that you can't be what you can't see but you will be what you do see and so for you, I'm pretty sure that you had to have people around you or you had to have a support group or individuals that you could lean on to model for you what you're doing today. Uh, how was that process yeah. of finding that tribe or that village of individuals that you connect with?
1: Um, I can say, like, when my husband first got in to this accident, I knew in order for me to not be the old tier and not that I was, you know wild and out of control or anything like that but the old year before the accident i still went to the clubs you know i still was in the bars i Mm -hmm. still was partying i still you know i was doing all that so after this accident i can say um it got me more involved into church Mm -hmm. you know i knew i needed to get into church i needed to get into bible study i needed to get around other believers in order to keep me from being out in the world you know what I mean because now not only am I a wife but I am a wife and a caregiver to my husband at 30 years old so I'm vulnerable you know so I knew I had to get into a church home because if I would have been in the world ain't no telling what I will be doing you know what I mean so I surrounded myself around other, um, just, you know, church women and things like that. And I, and I even discovered, you know, the church, <laughs> the church ain't perfect either. You know, sometimes being in a church could be as worse as being out there in the world. You know what I mean? But I had to develop my own personal intimate relationship with God in order to keep my strength and my faith. You know what I mean? Because if I didn't have my own personal intimate relationship with God, I could have easily um fell into the trap even Mm. even the things that was going on into the church because in the church because these are still human beings you know what i mean they're no different than me going to the club and seeing other individuals in a club it's the same people you know i'm dealing with the same people so i had to have my own personal intimate relationship with god praying about who i let into my space um, asking for discernment asking him to bring me people in my life that are the right people that's going down the right direction that's going down the the right path you know what I mean so that's that's kind of how it was with me. I had to be around people that made me laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't be around people that were still gossiping and talking about people and keeping up with what's going on with the, the latest gossip that's going on in Facebook and all and all, all this craziness that we, you know, that we as people talk about, you know. So I had to surround myself with people that was like me, you mm-hmm. know, that was encouraging. Let's talk about what's, what's, what's the next. Boston movie you about to make? What's the net? What what business you about to open up? What what visions do you have? What's your purpose? Man. You know, I had to get around people like individuals like that.
2: Mm-hmm. That's that's what I did.
1: That's
0: one hundred percent fact. God gets our attention by allowing tragedy to happen, and yes. all along He has been trying to get our attention. He been trying to get our attention. It's like we we're missing it. Where we're not we're ignoring it. We're not paying attention. So He's like, all right, I don't know what else to do with you, but I'm gonna do this, and so we never want to get to that point, but it happens. And when it does, you can't avoid it, right? You can't yes. avoid it. And when tragedy or traumatic experience happens, it automatically changes us physically, emotionally, and mentally. And yeah. it, it disconnects us from people because our hurt is so embedded in us that anything else, whether it be a conversation, whether it be the wrong thing said at the wrong time, it hurts. And so we immediately push ourselves away from certain environments because we just can't stand to be there. And what happens when God does that? He puts us by ourselves, and then He begins to work on us, right? Because He can't do that type of working when these people are still in our ear, right? He can't have our full attention. And so that's an experience that I had too, some years ago, into where man, I felt so alone. I felt so by myself. I mean, my phone wasn't ringing no more. I didn't have the energy to call nobody to go nowhere. I didn't want to see nobody. But during that time, God was just working on me, cutting things out of me, and and, and some of those things He's still working on. It's, it's, you're always a work in progress, and I'm glad to hear what you said about people in the church. Like people in church ain't perfect, right? Uh-uh. The only thing different about the people in the church the people in the world is that sick people go to the hospital. The church is the hospital. They know uh-huh. where to go, and let's hope they can get healed. But if you're not willing to make that step, you'll never, you know, be able to evolve in progress, and so. Um, Your story is just so inspiring to me because, number one, you kept it real. Like You talked about where you were, Mm -hmm. and you talked about what had to happen to get you to this point, but Uh now that you're at this point, I feel like you're strong enough. I feel like you're inspired enough, you're motivated enough to be able to take your pain and turn it not just into inspiration, but turn it into profit. (laughs) Turn it into whatever it is that you got put you through the valley so he can raise you up, and he's gonna do that, and he's doing that now in front of people. And so, um, talk to me a little bit about uh, smiling tears.
1: Smiling tears, that's my baby. So, smiling tears, um, like I said, um, my husband was in the hospital uh, for like three months, and so when I tell you. Jamichael, like, during this three months when we was in the hospital, I was sleeping in recliner chairs, yes. me and my daughter sleeping in a recliner chair, Wow. you know, so I'm waking up, neck hurting, back hurting, all of it, you know, um, and this is three whole months this is going on, recliner chairs, went from recliner chairs to um, blow up air mattress, and I it was just... This moment of my life was so dark and blurry. Um, it was so cloudy. And I'm just like, I need to find a support group. I need to find some kind of support group I can join. So I'm just looking on my phone. I'm researching, Googling, trying to find a support group in my area. And I could not find anything. And I'm just like, God... Please, I just need, I need to, I need to be around somebody that's understanding where I'm at. Mm -hmm. And so I just heard God so clearly tell me, start your own support group. And so when he said that, I was just like, I hear you. I hear you. I Mm -hmm. hear you. It's just some sparked in me. Like when I heard him say that, and so I started this support group in 20, Seventeen of August in August of twenty seventeen, I started this support group, and my first support group was actually at one of the um, libraries here in um, New Haven, Indiana, and I had a phenomenal turnout, wow. and I just in my mind I'm like I cannot believe this many people need help and care like being a caregiver, mm-hmm. so I'm just like God, thank you, thank you. I'm I'm like thank you for giving me this vision because I didn't know this many people needed this much help as being a caregiver. Mm -hmm. So my first support group was, you know, it was a great turnout. And that was August of 2017. And it's been just going and successful ever since then. So I have every year I have a yearly luncheon and my luncheon for smiling tears is always, um, every, Year in August, and it's to celebrate the caregivers, the care receivers, and all the supporters. So, I don't know. I'm just blessed. Thanks, I'm just yeah. blessed.
0: <laughs> you see, I'm over here smiling. I'm smiling yeah. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> because I get excited hearing stories like that. Yeah. Because that's what Dakota is all about. I always I say, I don't know if you ever experienced this, but I'm in a season of my life where there's so many people coming to me trying to find purpose, trying to find mission. And they keep, they get caught in what they like to do, right? Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> what stops us from really, some, I'm not say all the time, but sometimes from walking in our real purpose and what we're called to do is because we think it's what we like to do, right? Uh. That's not what purpose <laughs> and mission is. It's not. Purpose yeah. and mission is always connected to what pains you, what irritates you, what keeps you up at night. And you said the most key point, somebody should do something about this. What pains you, what irritates you, keeps you up at night and say somebody should do something about this. Just think about that. Every invention, everything that we have today literally started or came about because somebody said somebody should do that. Yeah, yeah. uh, Martin Luther King stepped on the scene because of what was going on in and, and Rosa Parks. And he's, somebody said, somebody should do something about that. He took up the mantle. Uh, Steve Jobs with the iPhone. They had computers. They had uh, uh, IBM. But there was something that IBM was missing or they didn't have where Steve Jobs was like, somebody should do something about this. And just think about you saying you were looking for people, you were looking for opportunities to really heal. And in that process, he made you a healer.
2: Wow. <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: So yes. you look to be healed because that's what God heals you through healing other people. And many times people don't get healed because they're not willing to help other people, right? Oh. Because they're so selfish. They're always thinking about themselves. But when you remove your pain and then somehow process it to purpose, Jesus, oh, this this was not supposed to go like this. I You know, I ain't trying to get churchy though, like that. i do that every other day no
1: keep going
0: (laughs) but jesus had to go through pain to fulfill his purpose and so if your purpose ain't leading you to pain if it ain't keeping you up you may not be in your purpose or you may not be doing what he called you to do man so i'm just inspired i'm just inspired and i see you walking in it every single day you do it so good that it makes me feel bad let me tell you what you you walking your purpose so good it makes me feel bad because you own it constantly. You are posting, you inspiring, you giving scripture, you giving journal entries, you doing, you working out. You see, I need COVID did me all bad. I've been out of the no, gym. All you the- don't. No,
2: you not. No, you not. And so,
0: I mean, just talk to me. Let's let's switch gears. Talk to me about work ethic. Talk to me about what motivates you and keeps you going because I know it can get tough. I know it's just some days I wake up like. They'll be all right today.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So I think what keeps me motivated, what keeps me going is because you normally hear that caregivers are just forgetting about themselves. Mm -hmm. They are so, you know, worried about their loved one and making sure their loved one is taken care of, which is good. But they forget about themselves. And I don't ever want to lose me
2: yeah.
1: ever again. Ever mm-hmm. again. And I have before. <clears throat> I don't want to lose me. I want to, um, I, I just, I don't want to be that caregiver where I'm not keeping up on myself. I'm not keeping up on myself physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, spiritually. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to level up in each and every area of my life. You know, I don't want to let my situation, I don't want to become my situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to elevate higher than that. I want to, it, it, this is just what keeps me going. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't want to, um, I don't know. I, I, it, it's just, it's just what encourages me. Is because I see so many people just become their situation and I just don't want to be that person that become my situation mm-hmm. you know what I mean like I, I want to keep up on myself you know I don't want to let myself go
2: yeah
1: at all Yeah, you know what I mean like because if I'm not taking care of me then I'm not no good to take care of my husband my daughter or anyone else mm-hmm. you know so that's yeah. what keeps me going
2: when you
0: do it, you do it well. Um, like I said, you continue to inspire, and I can see just how much it does for you. Can you? Can you just tell us, or tell the listeners <clears throat> as well? Uh huh. What benefits have you found about taking on this mindset? Like I know you probably touched on it, but like when you can say, what are three things? I don't even have to be three, but since you did this, now you feel this compared to where you felt a few years ago.
1: Um, I feel good.
0: <laughs> i feel, <good>. I, feel
1: <laughs> I feel confident
0: there you go yeah
1: um i just feel like a whole just mood and motivation in a positive way yeah you know what i mean i just feel so much better on who i am i'm confident in the woman that i used to be and i'm okay with that i didn't feel like then i didn't feel confident mm-hmm. But the 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 woman I am today, I'm confident in the woman I was then. Right. I'm confident in the woman I am today, and I'm confident in the woman I am about. I'm still about to be. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So that's how I feel.
0: <laughs> I love that. That it, already looking ahead and 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 looking towards the future. And uh, there there's this book, and I don't know if you've ever heard. It's called The Power of Now. I don't know if you've ever heard this book. Uh -uh. Where it talks about the past has happened, the present is really pretty much happening right now, and then we worry too much about the future. So we complain about the past, and we're always looking towards the future, and we're never focusing on now. And you'll find that there's so much happening in the now that because we're always looking toward the future, we can never appreciate the now. So when we get to the future, we don't appreciate it because we don't understand the value, and we didn't get everything out of the now. So (laughs) now... (laughs) <laughs> now that you are here, right? Um, now that you are here, and you are already saying where you want to be in the future, right? Uh-huh. What do you see now that you have not yet attained that you're looking to be in the future? Does that make sense? And I can I can clear that up.
1: Uh it do. I'm just trying to figure out. I'm yeah. just trying to find the right words.
0: And, and I say that because we're always working on something, right? I don't care where we are. There's always room for growth. Uh, for me, um, I don't even like saying stuff like this because when you do it, guy got to be like, all right, so now I'm going to get you there. <laughs> I'm going to put it in front. So I got to be cautious how I say this. Um, okay. For me, I'm at this place right now, life right now, where I'm super motivated. Sierra, when I tell you I feel like I could do anything, I put my mind to, I mean, like anything, because it was the same thing with you. Where I had to get over this confidence thing. Because number one, I try to be humble, I do. But sometimes I feel like I had to learn that being too humble can be a crippling crutch that we carry and why we don't push ourselves because we don't wanna offend nobody or we don't wanna rub anybody the wrong way. But I realized that it don't matter what you do, you're gonna be blamed for something. So I'd rather be blamed than ashamed because I didn't do what I was supposed to do or what I thought I should do. So for me, I, in the next five to 10 years, I want to be even more motivated. I want to be even more confident. I want to be even more uh, clear about vision because right now, like I said, I feel like I could do anything. I got so many things happening up here. I think I text you to this call. I said, it's one thing after the next. Like I'm i multi and I'm sending you typos and everything because I'm trying <laughs> to get all of this done, right? Because one thing COVID and, and the pandemic taught me is that, Tomorrow is not promised. It's not promised, yeah. and I have to maximize where I am today in order to be where I want to be in the future. So I said all that to hopefully give you some time to think about it.
1: Uh, <laughs> but, good. That was good. But what that about was you? good. So, uh, what came to my mind when you said that is with me, I'm learning not to care so much about what people think about me. Mm -hmm. And so in the next 10 years, not that I don't still want to um, be an anointed wife or be an anointed mother or be an anointed child of God. I want to still have the mindset of, I don't care what you think about me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? As long as I know that I'm doing the best that I can uh the best that I can
2: yeah. and
1: I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And I know that I have a good heart. I don't care what you think about me. Right. So I think I'm getting better with that, but I want to be even better mm-hmm. in 10 years when it comes to me thinking about what people think about me.
0: That's good. And that's what it's about. Yeah. As long as that heart is pure. I mean, it really don't matter. I mean, it don't. No, nobody's going to like everybody, but yep. I can't continue to waste time my life, my energy, balled up like this because I don't want to offend, right? Uh-huh. So uh, not to be arrogant even in this statement, but either right. get on board or you got to get going because I got a mission. God is calling me to do something, and I refuse to look 20 years from now and say, man, I had that time when I was young, vibrant, had the energy, and I didn't maximize it. And so yes. that's that's good stuff. That's good stuff. I'm about to let you go. I, I mean, this conversation has been so good. I didn't even realize we have been on. For as long as we've been on but oh, wow. but i do want to give you the opportunity to um to to do two things to share with our listeners and those who are tuned in viewers how they can stay in contact with you how they can get in touch with a support group uh, like smiling tears and also uh share with us your platform like how they can stay in touch
1: Okay, so um, I do have a Smiling Tears website that the listeners could get on. And the Smiling Tears website basically just keep you updated on the daily challenges that I do. You could book a consultation call with me if you want to. You could join the support group meetings that I have monthly. um, And that website is SmilingTearsFortWayne.com. I'm also always on Instagram on my personal page, which which is Tiera Ritney, which is T I E R A R I T N E Y, and I always gotta look up my uh my support group page.
0: Because um, you're doing so, yeah, so, you're so, you're doing too much. You do it, you, you do a lot. That's why you gotta look. You can't keep up.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. So my support group page on Instagram. Uh, if you want to stay encouraged, you want to, you know, look at some positive quotes and things like that. I, I'm always posting on there too, and it's Smiling Tears Support Group on um, on Instagram. So that's how
2: you can find me.
0: Dope, 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 dope. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I'm just again, I'm just so thankful for you taking time out to do this. Thank this you time- for
1: having me. I appreciate you for uh, sharing your platform with me. I really do
2: appreciate you for doing that.
0: Well, thank you, y'all. Appreciate you again for tuning in to Decoded, the podcast. I love you all so much. Just like I say every other week, continue to decode your greatness. And I am your biggest fan. Until we talk again, y'all be good.